Welcome to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast with Alex McRobbs, international yoga teacher and sober coach. I broke up with booze for good in 2019, and now I'm here to help others do the same. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sober Yoga Girl. I am super excited to have Dan back with me on the show today. So Dan was on the show a few months ago, got really good feedback about that episode. Dan is my psychic. If you have not listened to that episode yet, I recommend that you go back and give it a listen um, so you can hear the story of Dan's journey and my journey and how we met and kind of how he changed my life. But I'm super happy to have him back on the show today. And we're going to be talking to you a little bit about our dreams. So welcome, Dan. Well, hello, everybody, and it's great to be back on the podcast with you, Alex, and I'm looking forward to speaking about dreams today. I think that Alex and I were speaking about a, about a few days ago, and we were actually contemplating on uh, getting a retreat done, and while we were speaking about that, we spoke about doing a podcast, and while I was sitting there and talking to her, she's like, okay, what should the topic be, and in the room that I sleep or the bedroom, there's this quote, a very famous quote, and I'm going to read it out to you guys, because I think that it factors in with what we're going to talk about today. If you can dream it, you can do it. So this is a very famous quote by Walt Disney. And when I was speaking to Alex, not to tell her that I had the quote in front of me, but I said, you know what, let's just do dream it. Let's talk about dreams. Let's talk about how we, how we are um connecting to our dreams or what dreams we're having or what dreams we desire so yeah i think today we're going to talk about dreams and i think it's going to be a very uh insightful uh cast podcast today love it and i love you know i didn't know that that was a walt disney quote if you can dream it you can do it i've definitely heard it before but i didn't realize that that was uh him originally i have quite a few disney quotes around me usually I find them quite inspiring and I find them quite uh, simplistic in their manifestation and the way they affirm things. And I like that. I like the simplicity of things. If, you, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, mine and uh, Alex's podcast, you'd, you'd get that. I'm quite simple. And I like bringing things down to the bare minimum and making it easy for everybody to do. So again, dreams. I think that when it comes to dreams, uh, there's two types of dreams, right? There's the dream that we, when we're sleeping, we dream of. And then there's the dream of attaining something or something that we would want in the future. They're both very different, but let's speak about the dreams that we have. Usually the dreams that we have um, are significant to where our state of mind is in the current, where we are in the now. So sometimes we dream about certain things, certain aspects of life. We could be dreaming about you know, we, we could be having a great time in our dream. It could be going on an amusement park and roller coaster. But when we could also have dreams of us falling, we could also have yeah. dreams of us dying. We could have dreams of us, you know, feeling claustrophobic. We can have many dreams. We could have dreams of other people and we could be the voyeur just looking at what other people are doing. And all of this insight that comes to us through our dreams are basically messages of how, things are happening right now within us internally. So sometimes I know a lot of people like analyzing their dreams and overthinking, but it's actually quite simplistic. I mean, even if you're thinking about, 
if you have a dream that you're falling or you, or you have a dream that um, doesn't seem like a pleasant dream, I don't think you should go to what the actual things that happened in the dream. I don't think that's the point. I think the point is the overwhelming feeling that you had. So usually if we're going through difficulty, we feel fear or we feel anxiety or we feel upset. Maybe there is a situation in our current state that is making us feel that way, or there could be something that's coming up that will make us feel that way. So our dreams are basically, I guess, window predictions, I guess, predictions of, you know, what we need to look out for or what we're going to be feeling and then how we can change that perspective. So if we are going through a difficult time or something overwhelming or fearful that we have the capability of saying, Hey, okay, I know something's coming up, but I'm not going to make it agitate me when it happens. Or if I'm going through something right now, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I mean, if we're, we're talking about right now, maybe COVID could be the thing that I'm scared about getting COVID. And maybe I have a dream that I had COVID. I mean, just to use something really basic, mm-hmm. Then I take the precautions right now so that I do not end up getting to that state. But then again, the idea of COVID could also not be COVID exactly. It could be the idea that I have a fear of, it's like when you're um, a hypochondriac. So it's almost that I have a fear of getting something. So it could be always, it doesn't have to be COVID. It could be a cold, it could be, I have a fear of not getting a job. I have a fear. So the thing of not getting is the thing that we need to work on. Does this make sense or is it confusing right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like. So the fear. Go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, so it's like the symbolism of what you're dreaming of could not be exactly what you're dreaming, but it can represent something else. And, and the trick is reflecting on it and interpreting it to, to understand. Well, it's, it's reflect, it's reflecting the feeling. It's okay. not reflecting the situation. Okay. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that feeling, the feeling, that feeling is something that we could change. We could change it um, through meditation, through activities, through talking to ourselves. We can change that feeling when we wake up through that. And it's very overwhelming for a lot of people because they keep on having the same recurring dream over and over again. Um, I remember at some point, I'll use me as an example. I used to have this dream where I just kept on falling and I kept on feeling like I'm falling and falling and falling and falling. And I keep, whenever I go to bed, I come back to that dream where I was falling. So now when I came back to came back to reality and I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, how did I feel during this? I was frightened. Was I letting go and I just let myself fall or was I trying to grapple onto things? And the thing is, while I was falling, I was trying to grapple onto things. I was trying to hold on to things. That made me realize because at that time also I was in a situation where from my personal life, I was trying to keep relationships the same way and trying to hold on to relationships and I realized that I needed to let go. I needed to allow the relationships to become what they need to be organically without me manipulating it to become something, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So once I came to that understanding, I didn't have that falling dream again. I mean, I've had many other dreams after that, but that dream hasn't really arised again. But I feel like it always associate with me, associates with me grappling to things, holding on to things. 
So the idea of letting go and free falling was something that I had to kind of, in my conscious state, start believing in and thinking of. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah? really, it's really so, interesting because I'm thinking about a dream that I had in the past that has always stuck with me because it was really scary um, when I was with a partner and I dreamed that we had a baby, but the baby was a monkey. It was so scary. And it's always stuck with me as like one of those nightmares. And it's really interesting that you say that because at the time it was like really coming towards the end of the relationship and like me getting the courage to leave. Um, And what the dream was about was really just fear about, um, it wasn't fear. It was like this feeling that I needed to escape, you know, this feeling that it was not going in a positive direction. And so that's really interesting that you talk about the feeling and not the scenario itself, because obviously that's so, so, I mean, if I even look at that scenario that you went through and that you were pregnant, gave birth to a monkey. So the feeling that you would have got there are two. One would have been shocked and the other yeah. one would have been fear that how did I give birth to a monkey? Um, the other thing, the monkey, if we had to symbolize that could have just been symbolizing the emotion of that relationship that you were having because that relationship wasn't a true relationship that was benefiting you in any emotional, loving, joyful way. And that it was something that was, um, erratic because if we also look at, if we also look at the symbolism of a monkey, a monkey is somebody who's out about in the jungle roaming around they're never steady they're never in one space they're always going all over the place so that could also represent that relationship that the relationship wasn't going anywhere it was just all over the place does that make sense so that's a different interpretation but um that's also insight on that relationship that you had and the feelings you had in that relationship that were weren't stable they weren't steady. They were not going anywhere. It was just going all over the place. So now I've put it into these simplistic words for you, Alex. And, but you also got out of that relationship eventually, right? Yeah. So those are the dreams that we have. Can we change the type of dreams that we have? Can we, can we alter the dreams we have? Not necessarily, but what we could do is just have a healthier regime before going to bed. And maybe making it a little bit more ritualistic, maybe uh, having a cup of warm water or tea, or also checking on when we first, when we last ate. Because sometimes with the digestion process, that also affects the way our, ment- our mentally how we're thinking when we're going to bed. So we may be overwhelmed with that whole that we, we won't be in a clean state. So usually they do say, you know, a few hours before sleeping, do not eat right? Um, just because you're the, the I, I, I guess, for two reasons. One is because your body's functioning on digestion, and it's harder to fall asleep then. And the other thing is that also maybe you will react mentally to what digestion's doing with whatever food you're eating, be it, it could be anything you've just eaten. So usually, I just tell people before going to bed, and try not to watch anything on your TV, laptop, iPad, computer, anything digital. I usually tell people about a couple hours before going to bed, try to stay away from anything of that nature and maybe just read a book or listen to some music or maybe do a nightly meditation where you could just be affirming something to yourself or chanting something to yourself till you fall asleep. And then you'll probably get 
sounder sleep and probably your dreams will be a little bit more vivid for you. And some people don't get dreams at all. Some people just sleep and they wake up and that's it, which is fine. I mean, sometimes that is the best thing where you just sleep and you don't really have a dream and you wake up. Does it make sense? Yeah. All right. Um, so the other aspect of dreams is that we dream of things that we would like or desire. Yeah. Um, so I want to come to that in the sense that are those dreams that we have actual dreams that we actually internally want from the soul or are they dreams that are implemented or seeded in us through society and what we believe we think we need? Because some people may dream that they want the lottery. Some people may want a big house. Some people may want a husband. Some people may want a boyfriend or girlfriend or partner. Somebody might want a boat, a car, whatever. These dreams of, you know, materialism, or even if you just dream about, I, I dream to be happy or I dream to be successful. Or I dream to be any of these dreams. I think all of these dreams are quite possible to happen, even the materialistic ones. But are they actually the true dream that we want? When we're dreaming for a future, we're dreaming about something we want. Is that coming from a place of, is it coming from our soul or is it coming from our conscious mind? Because our conscious mind sometimes thinks that we deserve this or we desire this, but our soul may not want that. Our soul may just want to feel peace or happiness. I always come back that the soul or your subconscious mind always wants the most simplistic things emotionally, be it happiness, joy, love, comfort. Whereas our conscious mind will always want something that's a little bit more uh, materialistic or maybe a little bit more, uh, you know, grandiose that, I mean, at some level it is, it is all attainable. But when we're trying to manifest a dream or when a dream comes to us or when we have dreams of the future, uh, we have to make it very simplified for ourselves again and just come back to an emotion. Mind you, um, me being the person I am, um, I can tell you that I did dream, and I think I spoke about this once, but I had the dream about going to London. And wow. when I'm in London, that everything was taken care of. And that was a dream I had maybe five years ago. And Two years after me thinking about that, and I never thought about it again, two years later, I actually got a trip to London. I had sessions and everything was taken care of for me. And that was also because I left my dream to develop. I didn't keep on constantly going back to right. it. I didn't keep, keep on. And that was kind of like, that was a very materialistic dream that I had, that I would go to London for the first time and everything would be taken care of. You can say that it was a manifestation or you could say that it's a pure intention that I put out there and I developed it, but I don't think I developed it because I only thought about it once and I let it be and everything happened. The same thing happened to me a couple of years ago, right before COVID started with Italy. I never went to Italy and I always said that I would go to Italy with, <laughs> with the person I'm in love with. So that was my intention, that I would go to Italy with the person I'm in love with. And this is years ago, because I never went to Italy or Paris or Spain. And I was like, okay, wonderful. Again, I got an opportunity to go to Italy where everything was taken care of. Wow. 
and it was Milan, and I ended up going there, and it was my first solo trip. And guess what? I actually did go with the person that I loved. I went with myself, and I learned to eat at a restaurant by myself, to sit on steps and have a pizza by myself, to go to the streets, the little streets, and shop by myself, and just explore a city by myself. But it gave me so much strength, and I was like, "Wow, I need to do this maybe every other year for myself for my birthday." Because it empowered me and it made me feel so much better about myself, and as I, I ended up loving the city, but I ended up coming back loving myself even more and understanding myself even more and feeling like I wasn't feeling like a loner because even when I went to the restaurant, so it was a weird phenomenon because I usually go out to restaurants and I always eat with somebody, like I always call a friend or family member. But in Milan, I sat at this restaurant. A friend recommended it to me. Went to this restaurant. And I was sitting there by myself, and I was looking at this group of gorgeous-looking people eating and having a jolly time. And I was like, "Wow, I'm missing out." But then I turned to my left, extremely good-looking man sitting there, enjoying his meal by himself. And then I looked to the other side. There's this beautiful, gorgeous woman sitting next to me, and she's also eating, and she's just eating her food and just looking at everybody. And I was like, "Wow, okay." And all the wait staff was so attentive. The maitre d was so attentive to all of us, the three of us that were there by ourselves. And um, I think it was one of the best dinners I've ever had. And I, it's been so memorable that I, I think about it and it makes me feel so happy about it. But this was a dream. I don't know. I always had that dream that I wanted to go to Milan with the person I loved the most, and I realized that, wow. Good, good on you that you love yourself that much. So this is another dream that came through, and you could say that it was a manifestation, but I thought about it once. I didn't think about it more than once, and I allowed it to happen. So I think when we um, when we want to dream it, and then we got to do it. I think that the idea right now is now. All of us should just go and think about what we actually desire and dream about. What do we want to dream about? And this is about dreaming of something we would want. Yeah, think about that, and then think about it once. Think about it once and never come back to it, and let it blossom. Let it let it become something. I think this would be a beautiful way for. Um, anybody who's listening to this to start thinking about aspects of their lives, be it when you dream about love, or when you dream about a home, or when you dream about family, or dream about kids, or you dream about weight loss. Whatever you're dreaming about, let's dream it just that once, and then let it happen. And then what we do towards the dream is that we do things that don't negate our dream. If that makes sense. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. No, I'm hoping this is not sounding confusing. No, I was going to say it's it's actually made me think of something that came up the other day um, for me. I got a Facebook memory of the very first podcast that I was a guest on. Um, Amazing, and it reminded me of in probably July of last year. I said to my business coach, like I was really trying to build the business, and I was like, I would really like to be a guest on a podcast, and. 
And then a few months later, I was invited to be a guest on this podcast. And now it's been a year later and I've been on like 25 podcasts. Like I get asked to be on a podcast like once every couple of weeks. Um, and it's amazing because it's like, I didn't put, I didn't really put any effort into it. I just set this dream and then I let it go. And now it's like, it's just a normal thing for me to be a guest on a podcast, you know? Well, forget about, forget about being a guest. You are the podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So I I think from when we think about dreams, let's make our dreams attainable and bring them to a place of understanding that we can make this happen for ourselves in a way that is a little bit more less. So if I had dreamt about London and then I kept on thinking about it and I kept on speaking about it and that kind of would delay it that would also sabotage me. The same thing that happened with Italy, if I kept on thinking about it and kept on dreaming about it in the sense like I kept on being mindful of it on a daily thing, I kind of, I kind of delay the factor of it coming to me as soon as possible. I think before we were started our conversation today, me and Alex had a little conversation about something else. We were talking about you know timelines and when things yeah. don't happen in the timelines that we want. And that how the delays that we create ourselves change our timeline. It's not that we will never get it. We will get it. The other thing is the dreams that we have. Dreams are usually something that is so, you know, wishful thinking, something that we probably don't even think is attainable. You know, could be, could be anything, could be, could be marriage, could be writing, could be being on TV, um, could be anything. If I think about my other dreams that I had, I remember that I was writing at some point, but I was writing to make a movie about my family. And then I stopped and then I started writing and I was writing something that was very heart wrenching for me, but I wrote it and it sounded so beautiful. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll turn it into a book. And I had all these ideas and I had everything on my, on my phone, actually, I write them in notes. And then all of a sudden, one day, all my notes got deleted. <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, oh my God, all this inspiration, all my weeklies that I write to people, mm-hmm. I have these weekly forecasts that I write, all of them are gone. What do I do? And then I panicked for 30 seconds and I said, you know what? maybe it's time for me to start thinking differently. And maybe these were meant for only this time period for me to have these thoughts and these memories. And now my new thoughts and my new memories need to be different. In that state, what happened to me was like, okay, I wanted to do something that was again different. And then I said, okay, let me just find really interesting cards that I can put up on my Insta story. And let me just call them Dose of Dan. And this all happened within the last few months. And I just started saying, okay, I'll just do this Dosa Dan and let's see what happens. Yeah. And yeah. I think Dosa Dan is something that a lot of the people I speak on podcast or I do Insta story with will keep on saying Dosa Dan. So I was like, okay, I'll just coin it and I'll start using it. And uh, that became, now let's see where that takes me. Let's see where, what the other dreams are. But I don't think dreams are things that cannot happen. I do believe dreams are something that will happen for everybody. You will get to your dream. But again, look at the emotional side of the dream also. 
I know I've spoke about two trips that I took London and Milan. But if I look at the emotional side, the Milan trip was about me and showing that I loved myself, that I had love, and that I'm good enough for love from myself, which is beautiful. And the trip to London was me having a dream of being able to accept abundance and accept somebody's generosity without feeling like I have to give anything back. So it was more about me being not only the giver always, but also accepting the fact that I'm allowed to take. And me taking is a very hard thing for me emotionally and mentally to do from people because it's something that as I was growing up, I was told that, you know, you must never take, you must always give, you always right. must be helpful, you must always be think. So the idea to, and I think the word take has a lot of negative connotation to it. And that when we, when we hear that, it just sounds, it sounds like, oh, that's not what we should do. Again, it's not, it's not right. So we've got these ideologies within our head that makes us not actually be true to ourselves with these words. So when I'm talking about taking, it's about accepting abundance. Take is probably not the best word to use, but accepting abundance. So some of us might have that issue where we, it's hard for us to accept abundance. It's hard for us to go forward with that. But again, my dream, my two dreams made me understand two different things about me. And these are attainable dreams that I had. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love yeah, these examples because they just seem so... To some people, they probably just seem so like when I was young, the idea of traveling to these exotic places abroad felt very unattainable, you know, like the idea that I would end up, you know, traveling the Middle East or Milan or, you know, wherever it is, London. And so I love these examples because I feel as though they might seem unattainable, but if you can dream it, you can do it. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And I think if you could dream it, you could do it. Mm-hmm. it I mean, it's, it's, it's correct what he says, because you got to make it happen also. Yeah. I think our own blocks and, and our own beliefs, like, do you think our own blocks about things being unattainable block us from, from actually pursuing our dreams? Well, I, I feel like we all have blocks. We all have mm-hmm. underlining preconceived notions about things. And we also kind of have some sort of conditioning or some sort of pattern that we keep on holding on to from the, from the past. And even in the present, we create these patterns that are not doing any justification to ourselves, but how do we clear these patterns? How do we, how do we make ourselves a little bit more open to receiving and open to getting and open to dreaming? It's not easy. It's going to take time to do that. But what we have to do is, which I've spoken to in many different podcasts with you, Alex, is perspective. We've got to change our perspective on things. And when we look at something, we look at it with different, we dissect it with different ways of looking. We suppose it's me looking at, I mean, the simplest thing right now that I could come up with is uh, a partner, somebody to come in my life and love me and give me the love and warmth, which a lot of people probably are going through this right now, where they want a partner, 
that comes into their life and makes them feel like they've never felt before. But do we have ideologies of what we want that partner to be? Have we read a fairy tale or watched Pretty Woman or watched some friends episode and said, oh, well, that's how I would want that relationship to become or come into my life. But maybe that's not it, right? For you, for Alex, or for Dan, or for whoever, each one of us is supposed to have a different journey of love. That journey of love, and I'm using love as an example right now, that journey of love, we have to allow things to happen organically without us putting in a cookie cutter way of doing it or box how we want it or what we believe. I keep on saying this in every podcast, expectations create limitations. The expectation of what we deserve or desire or want keep on limiting us and keep on delaying the, the dream or the abundance or the manifestation from happening right now. Yes, it's hard for somebody to just be blank all day long and not think about things because we are humans, we think nonstop. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's something that we can just switch off just like that. And even if we meditate or we sit in silence or we do an active meditation, it's not necessary that we're going to give up on those things. But what we have to do right now is when it comes to something like love is take away anything that is an expectation. Take away any idea of what you think you need to feel like. And then just be open to having it come into your life. And when it comes into your life, it's not necessary that it's going to come off of an app or it's going to happen through going. Love will happen when it's supposed to happen at the right time. It could be on any different vehicle, but we have to be ready for it. And how do we ready ourselves for it? So that could be with anything. That could be with love. That could be with relationships. That could be with work. You know, some people are probably looking for jobs right now or trying to change career paths. And when you're looking at career paths, maybe we've been doing the same thing for the last 10, 10 years. But what my life has made me understand when it comes to career paths is sometimes we don't know what our career path is going to be. I grew up thinking I was going to be a hotelier and opening up a restaurant. And I wanted to get away from Bollywood, which is something that my family was into. And the funny thing is, I'm into Bollywood right now. And I'm into healing right now. Yeah. And I'm into the food business also. So I'm doing all the things that, I'm, that I was going to do, but I'm doing it right now. But I grew up thinking I was going to be a hotelier. And that's far from the fact right now, because right now I'm doing conversations and healings and predictions for people. And on top of that, I do something that's Bollywood related, where I am a creative head of music for a Bollywood company, and I help them with their uh, repackaging and reworking their catalog. So, I, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing multiple things, but it doesn't mean that we... When I came into all these things, all of these things happened on their own. I didn't actually put it out there. Somebody came to me and offered it to me because, and I was open-minded about the different ways of doing it. So I didn't even think I was going to go through this. Healing of all aspects, I mean, I've been doing it for almost 16, 17 years now. I never thought I was going to be a healer or be a right. psychic until 
someone actually told me, hey, why don't you do this? Same thing happened with the Bollywood and somebody said, hey, why don't you do this? So every time there's always been a, an instigator or somebody who's come into my life to say, hey, why not do this? I even podcast. I don't think I ever put it out there that I wanted to do podcasts and stuff like that. But the, the thing is, Alex has been uh, part of my consciousness for the last two two years, three years almost. And yeah. she brought it up to me. She said, why not do a podcast with me? And I was like, sure. And now that idea of podcast has come into me and it's like, okay, cool. I can also do podcasts and it's very good. And it's, it's a part of creating a utopia for yourself, a dream world for yourself. So I kind of feel like I live my dream every day. Whenever I'm helping somebody, whenever I'm working, I, I know my friends keep on saying that you can never say you're working because you love what you're doing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but, but because I love what I'm doing, it's still work. It still takes a lot out of me, but I enjoy it. It brings a smile to my face. So back to dream it and do it. I think all of us can dream it. And I think this week, maybe start thinking about things you want to dream about and dream it once. And then let's see where it takes you. It may take a couple of years, but it, I assure you that it's going to happen. And they have to be, they have to be attainable dreams also, right? Like, let's not think about that. We want to, you know, build the next uh, Statue of Liberty or, or, or rule the world or jump to Jupiter and live on Jupiter. I mean, let's kind of make them realistic enough that we know that we can get this happening. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Okay. I, have, I have a question for you. Do you want to do some predictions for us? Why don't you do a little quick fire of questions and let me see what I get. So I just remember the last time you were on the show, you did some predictions that did actually come through about the, you mentioned that some, that there were going to be some natural disasters, which did happen. And I'm wondering if you have some predictions well, first of all, when do you think COVID is going to end? I mean, well, let's not go and have morbid predictions because that prediction sounded a little morbid. But um, when is COVID going to be over? I, I don't know if COVID is something that we have to look at being over. I think I had spoken about this once before, too. I think what we have to do is look at COVID and say, okay, it's a part of our life. Yeah. And we, it's like the common cold. And that we gonna, we're going to have to do things that are proactive enough to make sure that we can maintain the lifestyle that we want. I think things with COVID will only get a little better around, and don't hold me to this, but 2023, just because I feel like we'll be able to maneuver ourselves a little bit better right now because of the there's too many different waves that are happening. There's too many different variants that are happening. There's too many things that are happening. The thing is, I don't think a variant's ever going to stop from happening. Yeah. And that we just have to make sure that we protect ourselves and that we are diligent. And we, you know, the funny thing is like when I was traveling to, so I'm in Dubai right now. When I was traveling here and I was on the flight, I took out my spray and disinfected everything, took out my wipes and wiped down everything before I sat down. And everybody was looking at me like, you know, the plane people or the people, the staff's already done this. What are you doing? I was like, no, I need to do this. This is, this is me. This is my new normal. And this is what I'm going to do from now on. 
And I didn't take it from a COVID point of view. I took it from a cleanliness point of view and said, I have to become a little bit more neater and cleaner and disinfectant. And that's with everything that has nothing to do with COVID. So I've started implementing that. I implement wearing a mask whenever I'm traveling, but I double mask myself, but I'm extra precautious. That's why I double mask myself, but I double mask myself. And I think when it comes to COVID, I don't think anybody could predict the end of it. I don't think anybody could predict it that we were going to be in a state of COVID uh, at all. But what we, what we could do is that from a prediction point of view, and that's not even a prediction point of view, is that we just have to be a little bit more proactive about how we do things. And I'm not going to give you a timeline of when it's going to go, because I don't think COVID is a thing that will always, I don't think it's, I think it'll just become like the common flu. Okay. If yeah. that makes sense, right? Totally. Yeah. And the, the coronavirus or the, this COVID is not something that's not been there before 2019. It was actually there before, um, but it wasn't as strong. It wasn't as deadly. It wasn't, this is a variant that came out, COVID-19 that mutated and became what it is right now. But the idea of COVID has always been there because, and the only reason I know this is when I was, disinfecting something i was reading the back of a dead all bottle and it said covid on it i was like how does dead all know that covid was going to be here right now but it was it was always there does that make sense yeah so i think that for from a predictive point of view of the future with uh in general with healthcare, i think that because we're all becoming a little bit more resilient we'll be able to maneuver ourselves through anything that comes out and I think that this is a great lesson to be to learn that we need to be vigilant and we also have to know about how we are impacting everybody else around us. Yeah? Right. Okay. Next question. When, when do you think we'll be international traveling again? <laughs> I do feel like that could happen anytime now. I mean, I just traveled internationally. I know a lot of people have been traveling internationally. I think it just depends on the region that you're in or in the country that you're in. I think you can do international travel like right now. So you just have to be precautious. Yeah. And if you're, if you're going and you're being aware of things and you're not just being, uh, and you're being mindful. Yeah. I mean, I think that what, what the last two years has brought into uh, full frontal is being mindful. And be mindful not only of yourself, but mindful of others and mindful of the earth. And mindful, this mindfulness is a huge, huge uh, thing that has opened up for a lot of people. And I think we could, I think you could, I have a friend right now who's probably, uh, she's in Malta right now. I mean, I traveled from Toronto to Dubai. So I don't think there's, uh, you just have to be smarter about how you travel. Let's put it that way. So I think international travel is already open. I know a ton of people who've been traveling from the States to India or the India to the States also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's the, ne- what's the next one? What else can I ask you? What else? Do- okay. And I think, I think, I think the other thing is for most people traveling, there might be from a predictive point of view in February and March of next year, I think a lot of people might take some trips around that time. Okay. Yeah. I just want to know when to plan my yoga retreats. 
<laughs> well, you already did one right now this month. I think the next one's probably going to be October end, and then November. I think every month till the end of the year, you're going to do one. I'm thinking internationally. Okay, so internationally, maybe November. Wow, that's soon. Better get planning it then. <laughs> yeah, you better start planning. All right, next question. Do you have any other just like big predictions or world events or things that are coming up that we should be expecting? Yeah, I kind of feel that there's a few things that will happen. Um, the one prediction that I have is I, I still feel that there's a window of love that's still open right now. So anybody who's single or anybody who's trying to have um, a better connection with the person that they're with right now, their partner, I think this is a good from now till about next year, June, July is a great time for new love, be it in the relationship that you're in or be it in a new relationship that's coming to you. So that's a prediction for me. I feel from a wealth point of view that a lot of people will see growth in finances from this month towards the end of this month onwards, a lot more financial stability, probably around April of next year for a lot of people. The other prediction that I have is that I feel from a political, political standpoint, I kind of feel that there is going to be a lot of change of governments quickly. I don't know what that is, but that's what, how it's coming to me or how it's channeling to me. Yeah. So, so that might just be like, maybe elections will be sooner. That could just be that. Yeah. That makes sense. Or that somebody kind of steps down and somebody else has to come in. Mm -hmm. And I also feel a lot of female empowerment that you're going to get a lot more uh, politically, though in the last few years we have seen this, a surge of feminine political icons. I kind of feel like that's going to be something that's going to be even bigger within the next year, that you're going to see a lot of rising stars come up politically. And when I say feminine, not necessarily that it only means that it's uh, female. It could be, it could be somebody who dissects a lot of feminine energy within them. So it could be male, female, trans, could be anybody actually. Mm. Yeah. But that feminine energy, when I say female is somebody who's a little bit more empathetic, compassionate and caring that's coming uh, to the front, to the front of the line and showing themselves. Politically. So that's the other thing that I can see. Again, I kind of feel that there will be something globally done from an environment point of view. So that could be the elimination of five different things. Mm -hmm. So five things could get eliminated. That could be, I guess, plastic bottles or, or, I mean, it could just be something environmentally related, but five things will get eliminated completely, meaning they'll be banned. You won't be able to even travel with it or fly with it, or you won't be able to go into any country with it. Yeah. But I don't know what the five things that are going to get banned. I just know that there's something, I sense something will get banned, which is good, which is not a bad thing, by the way. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, but it's a great way of lessening the carbon footprint that we're putting out there in the world. Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Not so morbid, huh? This time no, no, These are good things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dan, thank you so much for taking time to be on the show today. I had a lot of fun and I really appreciate you uh, taking your time to be here. So thank you so much. 
Well, uh, I'm going to thank you all, and I'm going to leave you again with this quote, which is so beautiful. If you can dream it, you can do it. And I believe all of you will be able to do it. Thank you. Love it. Thank you, Dan. All right. Take care. God bless. And speak soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Sober Yoga Girl with Alex McRobbs. I am so, so grateful for every one of you. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one and leave a review before you go. See you soon. Bye.